With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Is it win-ish tonight for the Browns or the Steelers? Lewis Riddick, former uh, NFL player, ESPN analyst. He was uh, on the call in the booth Monday night. Steve Levy, they did a great job. Dan Orlovsky, Titans and the Bills. Lewis joins us. He'll be uh, calling West Virginia at Virginia Tech tonight at 7.30 Eastern on the mothership. Lewis, let me start with Browns-Steelers. Must win or win-ish game for which team? Oh, wow. I think for both teams, it's must win or win-ish for different reasons. Well, I think for, for Mike Tomlin, we starting with the Steelers. Look, Mike's never been below 500 in his career, which is just amazing, first and foremost. He's a Hall of Fame-worthy coach just because of his longevity and his consistency. But this may be one of those one of those seasons where he just can't coach his way out of it. We just don't know whether or not, especially on the offensive side of the ball, if it has taken another step back or it's at the same level or a little bit better than next year because we've only played two games. But this team looks... This is this is a little bit scary for them because they could be in a very tenuous situation as far as the quarterback uh, situation is concerned. Does Mike want to throw Kenny Pickett in there right now? Does he not? Does he does he look at the offensive line and go, well, I don't want to subject Kenny to having to be under that kind of pressure for 15 more weeks or 14 more weeks and and just kind of and and set him back. And then when you're talking about the Browns, I think coming into this season. 
one through 53, many believed, myself included, that just on paper, just when you're looking at critical positions that you know you need to have in order to compete at a high level in the NFL, they have them. They have pass rushers. They acquired a wide receiver. At some point in time, they'll have, you know, good quarterback play. They have good secondary players on the perimeter, even in that safety. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. So, really, what's the issue? Well, you know, you lose to the Jets. You give up a lead like you gave up to the Jets and Joe Flacco. And I'm not taking anything away from Joe Flacco. I saw him in the preseason, and I saw him at training camp, and he was as confident as ever in their ability to finally not be considered the same old Jets. So, I'm not taking anything away from them. But both of these teams for different reasons. One, because the expectations were so high for Cleveland. Two, because for Pittsburgh, Mike's never had a losing season. So, yeah, I think for both of them, this is a critical game. Do you have a take on a team or a couple of teams where you go, what we've seen is not an aberration. That's how they're going to be. Like the Titans. Uh, You got to see them Monday night. Are, Are the Titans an average team? Are they going to be an average team this year? Yeah, I, I have a feeling that they possibly could be, and I'll tell you why. You have to be able to produce explosive plays in the NFL. I don't care how good you run the football, and Derrick Henry's a stud. We know that, all right? But I, you have to be able to produce explosives down the field. You can't always have 10, 12, 13, 14 play drives. It's just too hard in the NFL. You won't, you won't score enough points because the law averages will catch up, catch up to you in terms of you making a mistake, turning the football over, whatever it is. And the Titans don't have that. Not having A.J. Brown on this, on this team is a huge, huge, huge loss. It's huge. As nice of a prospect as Traylon Burks is, he's not ready for that spotlight. Nick Westbrook-Akina is not that kind of guy. They haven't been able to get Robert Woods going in – in the kind of role that he has already excelled at when he was with the Rams and when he was with Buffalo before that. Not having A.J. Brown, I mean, that's an issue. That's an issue. And, I, and you know what? And I don't even know if Derrick Henry is the same Derrick Henry anymore. Their offensive line isn't nearly as strong as you would hope it would be for them to be a run-centric football team because the team that they played against, when you're talking about, okay, after two weeks, is, are there teams that have shown you this is who they are? Buffalo has shown you who they are. This isn't just some hot start that's going to fizzle out. They have shown you who they are. The Von Miller effect in Buffalo is real. It is real. We talked about it extensively Monday. It's real. And I'll tell you, as nice as a, of a coordinator as Brian Dayball is and as nice of a coach as he is, and by nice I mean he's, just, he's good. I've talked to Brian many, many times. He's good. Ken Dorsey, the new OC up there who's the old quarterback coach, well, he still coaches quarterbacks and the OC, he is the real deal, too, man. And they have taken this organization to another level with the addition of Vaughn, the addition of a physical running game, and the fact this team just feels like it will not be denied. It will not be denied, man. And I, I think look, they're, they're heading for that big heavyweight Ali Frazier showdown with the Chiefs. I mean, it's just, it's just going to happen. And we, it's going to be maybe the most watched game of the year whenever they play. Well, you got the Bills and the Dolphins. Are you, where, where do you yeah, stand? No, no, I know, I know, I, I know. Somewhere down the line. Okay, where do you stand on the Dolphins? Oh, I love the. Dan, I've been one of the biggest Tua Tagovailoa cheerleaders in the history of cheerleading, and I really do like what his headspace seems to be right now, and that is a direct reflection of the fact that Mike McDaniel, from day one, 
has said, I am behind this kid 100%, not in just word, but deed. I'm going to back him publicly. I'm going to back him privately. I'm going to get, get with Chris Greer. And I'm going to get with ownership and say, we have to support him with better protection on the offensive line, better running backs, and just a plethora, you know, just, a, just an absolute war chest of weapons on the perimeter. And they got all that for him. And you see now that he's healthy, and now he's not looking over his shoulder, wondering if Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to come into the game or whether or not you know, he's going to get sold out in the media and or talked about in a way that says that he was way overdrafted, he all of a sudden now is playing like a kid who looks like he's back at Alabama. Now he's confident. Now he's moving in the pocket, finding my receivers, playing with great vision, playing with great decision-making accuracy. And I've always liked their defense. Javon Holland, their starting free safety, I think is one of the unsung superstars in the entire NFL. This team is hot. This is a great showdown in week three for them against Buffalo. It's a measuring stick for them. It's a measuring stick for them to see just how far they've come because Buffalo's for real. If I said you could have a previous quarterback Alabama draft, so mm-hmm. moving forward, I'll give you Tua, Jalen Hurts, or Mac Jones, five-year deal, same oh, price, and, and no, we're, we don't have any offensive weapons. So you're on the clock we now. We don't have any offensive weapons. No, no, no. I mean, oh. I'm not going to define. Wait, you got a oh, solid got team. How about I put them all on the Patriots? They have no offensive weapons. <laughs> I got this. So you're saying if we're, if we're just starting from scratch, I'm going to give you one. Now you build it out around. Yes. You build around. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, Look. I wish you would ask me this like three weeks from now. Um, Jalen looks like if, if Jalen has shown tremendous growth, if his throwing ability, pocket throwing ability is for real and sustainable, combined with how this kid can run the football, and we've already known that. So his dual threat kick, then, then I'd probably have to take him. Wait, because you were in love I, with Tua. That I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm saying, I'm saying though, I'm saying though that that Jalen has like that that dual threat. We we've seen what it does to defenses, and as a defender, I know what it does to. As far as Tua, look, I mean that's such a, that's such an unfair question, Dan. But I love it though. I love, it's, it's making my gears grind right now. But yeah, it's um, it's only because of but Jalen is just such a he's just such a dynamic runner. But man, if he develops pocket presence like he showed against Minnesota. Oh, man. Um, of all three of them, I think two is the one that I think I, I really do believe that he was just – he was born to play this position because I think instinctively he just has it. He may not have uh, – he may not uh, – of the three, he may be the – the least athletically gifted of them all. And that includes Mac, even though many, many people don't think Mac is a real good athlete, but I, he's a better athlete than people think. He may be the less gifted of all three of them, but I think instinctively, as far as being built to play the position, he's the one who's got it all. I do believe that. We're talking to Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL analyst. He'll be on the call, West Virginia, Virginia Tech tonight. That's uh, on the mothership at 7.30 Eastern. He was also in the Monday night booth for the Titans and the Bills. Packers, Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. This is okay, I think with the Bucks, because of the fact that Mike Evans isn't going to be there, 
people wonder, and I wonder, just how much does it slow down the explosive component of their passing game? And would how much would you have really... suspended Mike Evans for a game? Yeah, probably. Okay. I probably would have, just to make sure we can keep a lid on those kind of outbursts happening. And because of the history between him and Marshawn, regardless of who you think is the blame for that always escalating, but those two go at it every freaking game. I mean, they go at it. But can you be exactly. mad at him? Can it, it, no, because you're, no. he's protecting Brady in a situation no. like that. I, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad at him, and I, and I get why guys do that. And I get. I mean, it's not like Tom was in some kind of imminent danger. You know, but, <laughs> but, but I, but I get it. But I get that's how people react towards their quarterbacks. I get it. But I think with Mike, Mike just needs to understand that you know, because of how volatile and how combustible his his dealings with Marshawn Lattimore have been. He needed to let somebody else go do that. Or he just needed to be the one to not have it escalate to that degree. Because, look, I think Mike Evans I think Mike Evans is one of the top three or four wide receivers in the NFL. We just don't talk about him that way. But he is. And he's too valuable to that football team. But, Greg, you know, I think, I think Tampa Bay is uniquely situated to be able to handle him maybe not being there for a game because of how physical their running game looks, how good Leonard Fournette has looked, and how dominant that defense looks. And with Green Bay, I mean, Green Bay could really be up against it against the Tampa Bay defense. They really could, although Aaron Jones looked fantastic yeah, against the Bears. I know. And, and Aaron is starting to find his, you know, he's, he, he's going he's gonna to get the young guys coming around. And their defense is stocked. I mean, their, their defense should be playing even better than it is. I mean, their, their defense is stocked with players. I'll, I'll go with Tampa in this game because it is at home for them and because of how good their defense is playing right now. All right, I'll leave you with this. Are the Niners in a better place this week than they were last week? Uh, we, know, well, we know what place they are in simply because we've seen this story before. We know what Jimmy brings. And we know how efficient Jimmy can be. And it, you know what's so, you know what's funny about Garoppolo then is that when Jimmy was playing, it was all about the Niners are never going to be able to get over the hump because Jimmy holds them back. When Jimmy wasn't playing, the, high, the Niners are never even going to get there to be, to even disappoint about getting over the hump because he he's, Trey Lance isn't good enough. So we went from crushing Jimmy Garoppolo to now. It was all about they need to put him in there right now because Trey isn't ready. All right, are they, so yeah. are they a better team? Are they a better team? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They, they probably are. They probably are. Okay. They probably are. And but I, I think and, and I hate what what has happened to Trey. I hate it. I love the kid. I have been a big supporter. I do think he will take them to another level because of his because of his skills. But I, I, I would. I'd be lying if I didn't say I was worried a little bit about what his development is going to look like now because of this injury. Because I know how impatient people can get with quarterbacks, and next thing you know, they're on to the next thing. Yeah. They're on to the next, you know, latest, greatest, hottest prospect. I just hope that he doesn't become a victim of, of that kind of mentality. Who's the best quarterback you have an interception from? Drew Bledsoe. In the playoffs. 1995, January 1st, at about 3 in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you keep... I, I remember it. I remember it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Do you, uh, yeah. have, do you have the football? I sure do. I what, sure do, would you, would you get Bledsoe to sign that? Like, the, is that unprofessional? 
Uh, I never, and you know what? I never even thought about that. Uh, no, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't, man. Now I, I, I have his I, information. I, I would, I could get a hold of him. I could get his, yeah, I could get a hold of him. Uh, and I, he was, he was a rookie at the time. Um, and no, it, it really wasn't. Cause I think what happened was he was trying to throw the ball to Ben Coates over the middle. Uh, and he, it was a little bit high, and Ben Coates got the absolute crap knocked out of him by one of our safeties, Eric Turner. And so it really wasn't it really wasn't Drew's fault. I was just in the right place. In the right <laughs> place. So it, it was all good though. But it was good. It was a, it was a great day in Cleveland sports history, though. We beat the heck out of the Patriots that day. Great to talk to you. Have fun tonight. Course, and uh, oh, I will. Thank you, buddy. Of course. It's uh, Lewis Riddick. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love pick six. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. 
Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ime Udoka, who is the Celtics head coach, uh, this story broke about 25 minutes ago, or at least more of this. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski says no final decision has been made on the length of a dis- uh, suspension, but internal discussions have included scenarios that would keep Yudoka out for the entirety of the 2022-23 season. Sources told ESPN he is uh, the suspension is because of a violation of organizational guidelines. Let's bring in Ramona Shelburne, ESPN NBA insider, senior writer. I know you were going to come on and talk about the Phoenix Suns situation. Let me ask you about what's going on with Boston Celtics here. A possible year-long suspension. This came out of nowhere, Ramona. Ooh. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, behind the scenes, and and we've you know last night it it, it came out, and it was I, I'm kind of tempering my reaction until we get all the details here, but um, it, you know it's obviously really sad i mean this is Ime Udoka is is one of the great young coaches in our in the nba and took the boston celtics to the nba finals last year so um from what i understand about this dan it is a really serious situation we wouldn't be having this discussion and they wouldn't be having these discussions if it wasn't um but and whenever whenever something is as uh in, in this situation, I think we need to reserve our judgment on all this until everything comes out and turn all the facts come out. And and on this one, I'm not sure how many how much all the facts will come out. I think there'll be some, but um, the, you know, this is being held very close to the vest, and it has been for a little while there in Boston until yeah. it finally come out. I'm tr- I'm just trying to understand what would warrant yeah. a season long suspension if he said it was a consensual relationship, but. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in the workplace, you know, you have power dynamics, right? I mean, there's... Um, oh, there's I understand certain, being disciplined yeah. because of that, yeah. that he's somebody superior, but yeah. for a, a year... Right. Same for me. That's that when I when I first heard about this, that was that was my thought, too. It's like that felt very severe, felt very... Now, we had a, a similar um, situation in Minnesota a couple of years ago with Gerson Rosas, who is the president of basketball operations, who... Uh, had a, a, cons- a consensual relationship with um, a team employee and uh, both Rosas and the team employee ended up leaving the organization and it was sort of of their, of their own volition, but it was, it was against team policy and against organizational rules. And so we found out some of the details, but, but again, there was, there was a, because both of them stepped away, you only, you only got some of the story. And I, 
I'm wondering how this is going to play out as it in the next couple of days, but it's, it's a, it's a messy, dicey situation. And um, obviously very serious um, to, to warrant a year long suspension. I mean, there's, you know, that's, that's, that's an, that's a, a long punishment for, um, for a bright young coach in who had just had so much success yeah. last year. If I told you a week ago, Robert Sarver, will be selling the Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Mercury. Now, uh-huh. What would your reaction have been? I would have, I would have given you a nice nod. I, I don't think, I, I don't think I expected him to sell this quickly. I thought he would eventually sell um, the whole time because I, even whether, whether it was going to happen now or six months from now or closer to when that year long suspension was going to be up. I just didn't see a path for him to uh, continue owning and operating an NBA franchise after what was in that report. If you really sat down and read the 43 pages, which Chris Paul did, which Devin Booker did, DeAndre Ayton, all the, all the star players in that, in that organization, people actually read the report, which I think is why there's been so much of a, somewhat of a delayed reaction to it. So when I covered the Donald Sterling um, situation in 2014, one of the issues was, you know, it was tape. We all heard the tape. And you have this very gut level visceral reaction to a tape and everybody hears the same thing. This is different in that a lot of the reporting um, is off the record or a source. There's not names on these situations. There's no tape for you to listen to. And you actually have to read 43 pages of report, some of which um, the details are not all. They don't go all the way with the details because they're protecting the people whose stories they are. Um, they're protecting their identities. And so, there was a delayed reaction on this of, of the outcry and the outrage in the time that it took for people to read a report. And I remember thinking to myself, like, that's you know, at this day and age, like how often do you read a full book? How often do people read more than what they see in a tweet or a short article? Um, I actually give people a lot of credit for, for sitting down and, and going through that report and digesting it in that, in that time frame. It feels like there was pressure applied somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Who applied the pressure? So the pressure was applied uh, publicly by the players. You heard, you heard what Steph Curry. It was sorry. You heard what Chris Paul said. What LeBron James tweeted. What Draymond Green said. Um, but it was also applied privately. Um, you know, behind the scenes, there was a there was a lot said and done by Adam um, with with Robert Sarber, and then, uh, frankly, the sponsors. You know, PayPal is the only sponsor that came forward publicly to denounce what happened with uh, Robert Sarver saying they did an association with the Suns afterwards. But there were, from what I understand, a lot of sponsors that were joining the line and the dominoes were going to start falling pretty soon. And I think yesterday in Robert announcing he was going to sell the team was probably about the last time he would have been able to make that announcement or decision really of his own volition on his own time frame because the walls were going to start closing in. Yeah. I thought that when the commissioner said, Hey, I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Can he start the process of asking the other owners or governors about that? That's what I wonder. Mm -hmm. Hey, I can't take away his team, but I, you know, Roger Goodell did this when, Hey, I can't Mm -hmm. take away Daniel Snyder. Well, can you start the process and I wondered if the, you know, if Adam Silver was going to start the process with the other owners. 
Um, I think that was on the table. I don't think that had started, Dan. I don't think the, the process, but there's one pretty big difference in that in the NFL, when the report came out on the commanders and, and Dan Snyder and all that, um, that report wasn't released in full. It wasn't really, they weren't, weren't given a lot of details. Um, it, the, the NBA report is not the full report, of course. There was 320 witnesses who were interviewed. And it was distilled down into 43 pages, but there were still 43 pages. Um, and they were pretty specific on, on certain incidents. And, um, and I thought uh, there was, the, in a way, that was the process, right? That, that is starting the process. Like you, you drop that into the water. Um, and give people time to read it and digest it. And I think the longer that was in the public uh, consciousness, the more people read it, the more, um, and I have to give a lot of credit to the players who, who talked about it publicly because they did it before they were asked, right? LeBron James wasn't asked his opinion. He just gave it on Twitter and neither was Chris Paul, but they were specific and they were public in what they called for. And I just don't, there wasn't going to be a path for, Robert Sarver to keep owning the team. He was going to fight. He, he fought real hard behind the scenes um, to keep owning the team. But once once the sponsors started pulling out and or were about to start pulling out in mass, that's when I think things really um, changed for him and for the league. And they ended up in a place where, and let's be real about it, uh, if you're the other owners in the NBA, um, you know, in, in Congress, when they vote on something, it's all public, right? It's on C-SPAN and you see who votes on everything and you have a record. In the NBA, those votes are supposed to be private, but you and I both know that every vote would have leaked. We, we would have found out who voted for what. And, um, you know, there's a, if if they had voted for Robert Sarver to stay in the league, you'd have mm. to answer for that. If you'd voted against Robert Sarver, you'd have to answer for that. It was a, it was a vote no one really wanted to take or make. And I think... And this is how these things usually go. Robert Sarver became very bad for business, right? Um, yeah. For the NBA business and for the Suns business. And um, that's why we saw him voluntarily decide to sell. Now, he's going to do a lot of business on this sale, man. <laughs> he's going to bought the team for about $400 million And he's going to, I think he'll get my, my, just in my conversations, I think it'll go for above $3 billion. $3 billion. It's a lot of money. Wow. I mean, so the, the, there's a there's wow. a there's a lot of debate over that right now. But we have a few guidelines, which is there was a they were valued um, when there was a Dial Capital, which is a, a hedge fund invested in them last summer and uh, in 2021, and it was a, a 1.55 billion valuation for a minority share. Okay, so that's not control. This would be buying the team with full control. And so that's worth a lot more than 1.55. That was also a year ago. And now we're coming up on a new CBA, new TV rights deal. The NBA is a whole lot more valuable um, than it was even a year ago. It's recovered from the pandemic. Um, all the viewership and rights are up. I think this could be an incredible number when we potential when goes through. Potential owners. Uh, seems like you got some guys who certainly have the, the money. Yeah. Uh, what are you hearing? Yeah, I mean, look, it's still really early. And, and the important thing to remember here is Sarver has control of the sale. I mean, when, when Shelly Sterling sold the Clippers, she got to decide. She, she said, I want to sell it to one guy. I don't want to sell it to a group. Um, it, Wait, the league doesn't have any say in this? Yeah, they'll say. They'll approve. You know, they'll approve at the, at the end. But it's his team. It's his franchise. He gets to decide. It's like, if I sell my house, I get to choose the buyer, right? Um and so there is some 
influence they'll get to have, but he still has quite a bit of leverage here. Um, and, you know, that's important because when we look at uh, potential owners from within, like let's say the minority partners, uh, people who own smaller stakes in the Suns now, um, you know, would he sell to one of his uh, co-owners now, or is it going to come from the outside? My understanding is that most likely going to come from the outside. Um, and maybe the relationship with Starber might matter here. Uh, generally speaking, when it comes down to it, highest bidder wins, right? But um, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of interest here. I've already heard names like Jeff Bezos, um, Bob Iger, who used to run Disney, uh, you know, Lorraine Jobs, <laughs> the, the, you know, Larry Ellison. These are, these are names that have been out there. Um, the estate of Sheldon Adelson. Um, those are, those are, there's a lot of interest in this. And plus, you know, I think somebody told me yesterday, always, always think about, who own minority shares in NBA teams right now? Because a lot of times owners, it's like you you join an ownership group in one city and then a couple of years later you get you know enough money and you can put a group together yourself. Um, and so those are a lot of candidates we haven't even thought about yet. But there'll be a lot of interest in Suns because it's a great market. Phoenix, you know, you go to Scottsdale all the time, right? Um, great market, great team. Um, and it's a good time for the NBA with the TV rights deal and the new CBA coming up. Thanks for joining us, Ramona. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. And we have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts all right everybody game off let's pause here to talk more about monopoly go i know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Redestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or... Choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. See their Vettestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The truly brilliant all-electric EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz features some of the smartest tech ever to grace four wheels. With Dynamic Select, you can fine-tune hundreds of vehicle settings to precisely match your driving style. And available in off-road mode, transparent hood lets you see through the sheet metal to steer clear of bumps and potholes directly beneath you. How about that? A 360 array of cameras and sensors constantly alerting you for danger, while 64-color ambient lighting lets you fully customize the ambiance inside the spacious cabin. The EQE SUV is so smart, even the headlights are thinking. Optional digital light technology projects navigation markings and warnings on the road ahead as you drive. The vehicle's all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Test drive the EQE SUV. Learn more, mbusa.com slash EQE-SUV. One of our favorite guests, Joey Votto, the Reds' first baseman, six-time All-Star, won the MVP back in 2010, and now he's a fan. I mean, not a fan of this show. I'm just talking about he was a fan at the ballpark. He's uh, out with uh, shoulder surgery. You were, uh, you were trending on Twitter there, uh, Joey, uh, how was this planned that you were going to go and be a fan and watch the game? Hi, Dan. Hi, Joey. I am a fan of your show. I, uh, it, it just it all came about. I, so I threw on a Pittsburgh Pirates Roberto Clemente jersey when I was accepting the uh, nomination for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, and I felt guilt. I felt guilt that I had a Pirates jersey on. So I was like, I got to take this jersey off. It's the right thing to do with wear the jersey. But I needed to give it to a fan. So I was like, all right, I've never been out, I've been in the stands before. I'm going to head up. We're going to give the Clemente jersey to a young fan. I'm going to sign. I had a Reds 21 also. I'm allowed to wear 21 because I'm a Clemente nominee. Um, I signed that one. I'm going to go give it to a fan. So I head upstairs and I go to the entryway and I'd always like imagined, hoped uh, that one day I would be able to interact with the fans kind of during my career, but I'm playing and I'm injured right now. So I had the opportunity. So I head up to the front gates, the security, I walk outside and there's a little one there and I give her the Clemente Jersey and she was appreciative. And then I cross paths with a, 
with another Reds fan and I give my jersey to. And so I'm, I'm there. I start taking pictures, start signing autographs. And then I just decide this feels okay. This feels safe. People are reacting well. I'm going to keep going. So I've never been to the 500 section before. I head upstairs. I go to the 500 section. What a view. I've never seen a Reds game before. I've never interacted with the Reds fans mid-game. I get down there. I go behind home plate. I go into the right field bleachers, <laughs> left field bleachers, walk the concourse. You know, the reactions I got made it worthwhile. So um, it just all came so quickly. But did you get people who, well, the reactions were what? Because I'm going to guess they're like, you, you kind of look like Joey Votto, but you can't be Joey Votto. Lots of that. There was a lot of Red Sox fans. And uh, most of them looked at me and were like, dude, show me your ticket. What, is this even your seat? <laughs> uh, but the Reds fans were excited. And, you know, I got a lot of that. You look like Joey. And then when eventually I think there was like message around the stadium, maybe at about the halfway point, when I hit the right field bleachers, for sure when I hit the right field bleachers, which was like mark number three, uh, that's when people knew, oh, Joey's in the stands right now. And uh, they, they were so they were so welcoming, so excited to see me. So, And I was excited to see them. It was cool. I mean, it just was because you're able to – you don't get to see – it's almost like an actor who gets to go on the other side of the camera and, and they get to see what the director sees. You get to sit there with the fans to see what that is like. And as you said, you'd never done that before. But growing up, how many baseball games did you go to? Few. Few. You know, from 13, 14 on, baseball kept me busy. I remember, you know, maybe a couple here and there, um, but not many games. And I, that was the appeal to me. You know, I, I love going to a baseball game. And I'm in the middle, middle of my career, and every day when I'm playing, I'm in a completely different frame of mind. You know, I've, I'm, I'm locked in on my work, not my teammates. I wanted to support my teammates, but they're doing their own work. I'm, so, I'm locked in on how well the team plays and how well I play over and over and over. And you become robotic when it comes to your interactions with the fans, signing autographs, smiling for a picture, signing <laughs> autographs, smiling for a picture, over and over and over and over. And you can't let your guard down because you have to save that stamina. You have to save that, that energy for performance that night, recovery at night, game the next day over and over and over. And so it's important to me to connect with the fans, but it's, it's also important to protect my energy. Whereas yesterday I was able to completely let my guard down and connect with the fans. The only thing I had to do was protect my shoulder, but um, it was such a different experience because I'm still in the heart of my career. I think at this stage, I'm recognizing that it's going to end at some point. I'm not sure when, but, you know, I just turned 39 and, and I'm, I'm much, much closer to the end than I am. I am even the middle or beginning. And um, so to me, I wanted another thing too. I want people to, the fans to know who I am. Like it's a little different when you're a former player and you enter the crowd, you can sit in your seat and watch the game. And they're like, we didn't get to see you play. Whereas I'm walking around and there's Votto jerseys, you know, there's people, you know, that watched me play just a month ago in live. So I, I don't know why it just appealed to me. And just watching a game, I got to sit with a couple fans for a bit, take it in, take in the angle. It was just a, it was a really charming experience for me. 
We're talking to Joey Votto, second consecutive year. He's the Reds nominee for baseball's prestigious Roberto Clemente Award. A couple of analysts at ESPN, a couple of you know, very sharp baseball guys said that what Aaron Judge is doing mm. could be, could be the greatest baseball season of all time. What do you think? I think it's a very fair statement. I do think without getting too deep into the weeds with the doping stretch, I think that was a much different era. I also think post-integration, I think that matters. There's too many big wins above replacement seasons, too much, too many extreme seasons in uh, the earlier part of the 20th century. Um, you know, it's, it's nice that you put up a 12-win season or hit 400, but you did it against a bunch of what, you know, white players that, you know, weren't competing against the best of the world. Whereas, you know, the two uh, American league candidates are uh, a Japanese player and a six foot nine, you know, black athlete in Aaron judge. And so to me, we have the very best version of the game right now with the best athletes and Aaron judge is completely dominating us. Um, 60 home runs, running for the triple crown, fantastic defender. Uh, uh, he's, he's the leader of the Yankees and um, uh, just purely offensively, you know, measurably he's in that upper, upper tier of, of offensive one-year performances. And um, I think it's very fair to say that he is having the greatest offensive season of all time. I had David Cohn on yesterday, former pitcher, and works for the Yankees, and he said that the baseballs are they're not lively anymore. Mm-hmm. So are they I'm trying to understand if baseball wants more home runs because the analytics say go up there and swing for home runs. That's what you do offensively. But baseball bought Rawlings, they bought the baseballs, and now are they are they less lively? Are they deadened? Like your assessment. Well, in, in, in game, yes, they are They're They don't fly as well. Um, you know, just, just recently I was looking at the home run statistics and I think the last five years or so there, the average was somewhere around one, two, one, three home runs per game, 1.2, 1.3, lots of, um, l- lots of big home run seasons over the last five, six years since 2015 this year, big dip. And I think that is what makes Aaron's season to, you know, call back his season uh, special. But the experience of being a hitter now, when you strike a ball, kind of miss strike a ball uh, and it's getting caught at the wall, that forces you as a hitter to adjust because we're, we're not going to just keep going out there and coming up short. We're going to lower our trajectory to more guarantee a hit, a line drive, double or single. Um, maybe we'll move closer to the corners, either foul pull, meaning we'll try to pull the ball, but a sh- with the shorter part of the field. Yeah. So there's many different ways you can go about it. Maybe more bunting, more hitting and run. I, I think there's a chance that, and another thing I forgot to mention, more putting the ball in play. You know, you swing and take a, you take a big swing attempting a home run. It comes with risk, swing and miss risk. Whereas if you attempt to control the barrel and make contact in play, 
you your home run likelihood goes down, but singles, doubles, all the other options. But are Judge available. is hitting sixty yeah. home runs, and baseball doesn't want you to hit sixty home runs. That's incredible. He's he's having a special season for a okay. reason. Okay, if he hits sixty-two, who is the single season all-time home run champ? Um. So for me, Barry Bonds was my favorite hitter. Um, but I can't ignore all the facts. Um, I will say, I will say, I'm rooting hard for Aaron Judge to hit as many home runs as possible. Uh, Dan, this is the worst question to ask me right now because I'm still in uniform. And uh, I think maybe post-career, I'll, I'll be able to answer that question. Okay. But no, I in get career, it. it's just too, just too difficult to answer. No, I get it. And you're not retiring. By the way, guess Joey Votto is one of two active players with at least 2,000 hits, 1,300 walks, and also second among all active players um, on base percentage. Do you know the only other active player who has a better on base percentage than you, Joey Votto. Mike Trout? Yeah. Yeah. Just barely. Yeah. That's not bad. Anytime you're mentioned with Mike Trout, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and you thought he wasn't a Hall of Famer last time. Well, he's not yet. Yeah, but it was not like, it wasn't like who's a Hall of Famer right now when we were talking about hypothetical Hall of Famer. No, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But you didn't think that at the time. You were having your doubts. When did I say I had my doubts about Mike Trout being a Hall of Famer? You know, last time I came on, you said, hey, it's so good to have Joey for the first time. I'd been on two times before, Dan Patrick. And now you're forgetting the Mike Trout conversation. Yeah, but those were forgettable appearances. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, we forgot about those. Those weren't good. Yeah, you're right. I'm on uh, with Max Kellerman next, so I'll, I'll be sure to forget this. I like ones. that. I like that. By the way, uh, so there's two active players with at least 2,000 hits, 1,300 walks. The other one, Albert Pujols. Oh, yeah. Big year for Albert Pujols. Well, okay. 62 home runs for Judge, 700 home runs for Pujols. You get to pick one more important this year well this year it's the home run record but all time it's clearly albert i mean there's four he'll be the fourth with willie babe and barry oh excuse me the fifth with hank aaron obviously um but for me for me i'm in the i'm in the national league central and i played against albert at his best and i well you know I watched him leave and watched him come back and the excitement uh, the support the Cardinals fans give him, and also the full circle nature of of his experience in St. Louis. I, I love it. I'm so happy for him. I think that what you did going in the stands should be something that other players do. If you're on the DL, as long as you can walk around and you not get injured, and you know nobody's going to pat you on the shoulder and say, hey, great job, great senior, or anything like that. What do you think? Other players... If you're on the DL, that you have to have one night where you go and visit the the. Whoa, why? Why you're cringing? Why? Well, no, not have to. Well, um, no, we we would encourage you. We're going to call it doing a Votto. I think that it was something I was excited to do, and I felt equipped to do. And um, 
we recently got done with a, a collective bargaining agreement and we did not negotiate that into the deal. <laughs> yeah. So our players, our union oh, doesn't come anything. on. Come on. We don't have to do anything. We'll call it. We've already gotten enough. Votto tearing. You know, instead of volunteering, it's votto tearing. Hey. Uh, I like that. Okay. I mean, that's off the cuff, is what that was. I mean, off speed, off speed, off off the rotator cuff. Off the rotator. Yeah. Um, Hey, great to talk to you. Is this the first time we've had Joey on? First time. Yeah, man. Great appearance. Yeah. Are we even recording right now? No, no, no. This is live. No, no. This is a practice session. Uh, live? This is live. You were oh, live. Oh, my goodness. Yes. My goodness. I had some things that for sure would have got me canceled had I said them. Oh, my goodness. Do you think I could get a pitch by you right now? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure. I've got one arm. I got one arm, too. Was that a play on words? I've got one arm, too. Um, <laughs> uh, well, good luck with Max Kellerman. I'm sure that'll be as, as fun as, as, just as, as, as I'm not going on with Max. Kellerman. Oh, now you're refusing to. He he. Uh, by the way, what was the whole thing with him uh, saying Albert's thing was? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. What was that all about? Well, he said, I want what he's having, insinuating that Albert could be uh, spiced up there a little bit there. It's called hot takes. If you ever get in the media, don't fall prey to saying something just to get a hot take, to get reaction or get likes. Just I don't think that, I don't think that was a hot take. I think he meant it. Meant it. Well, yeah, I do too. But, yeah. he had to, but he had to walk it back. Yeah, yeah. No, Albert, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not Albert, but watching him in Anaheim and watching him now in St. Louis, he's paced his, his schedule. He doesn't play as much. Yeah. He's matched up against left hand. I'll say this one more thing before I go confidence and rhythm are like important for a hitter. And in July he was hitting a buck 90 with no damage, no damage. I think sub 400 slug, maybe even right around 300 slug, not a strong stretch, but there's something about when you, uh, time a good matchup and then you'd repeat it and then you start believing that that's a reality and i think he did that with left-handed pitching for a bit and then when you hit this rhythm all of a sudden you can start doing it taking chances start doing it against different because he's starting to do it against right-handed pitching start doing it against both sides taking chances and i think he just he's so strong naturally so would you rather anyways. witness 700 be at that mm -hmm. game or 62 for Judge? Yeah, probably 700 just because of my relationship with the Cardinals fans. You know, my lawyer, accountant, uh, financial advisor, all there. You know, they pour the wine and we, you know, chop up. The St. Louis Cardinals fans are hard on me at times. You know, they... The Cardinal I, I fans like, aren't hard on anybody, Joe. Oh, they are. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky they are. Yep. <laughs> well... Uh, great to have you on. Good luck Glad with the recovery. On. Appreciate it. And uh, I don't know. What do you think? Should we have Joey on maybe again sometime? Absolutely. Tomorrow. Oh, nice. I'll yeah. see you guys next time for the first time. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. <laughs> see you guys. That's Joey Votto.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't I mean, even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.